Welcome to another County Live. This is another top three special in which Chris and Sam Byrne from the Stockport Express will discuss the top three of something. But because I didn't prepare properly, I don't know what top three they're going to be discussing. <laughs> Hairstyles. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that. Your hair's not looking amazing, but your face is looking very sexy because you've had a shave. I've had a shave. I mean, it was it was one of those where I was kind of playing with the razor a little. I mean, that sounds wrong. I was not playing with a razor. <laughs> yes. I was playing with uh, I was playing with the idea of shaving, and I thought, well, uh, you know, I, I'm not going into the office for at least four weeks yet, so um, I'm just going to try it. And for anyone who doesn't know what I look like, I mean, yeah, I've just I've always had a beard. It's not a great one, but it was mine, you know. And um, yeah, now it's gone. It was there and now it's gone. Yeah, as you say, it wasn't great, but it was yours. Like this podcast, you know. <laughs> Not great, but it's ours. <laughs> we didn't we didn't script that, but it, I, I like it. Nice. <laughs> Maybe we should put that on the on the back of the DVD cover when we release a DVD. <laughs> it's our patchy podcast beard show. <laughs> Absolutely. Now I'll tell you what, before we kick off, I was just watching the chase before new version called beat the chasers have you ever seen the chase oh yeah, yeah 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 so the question was and it was multiple choice um but i'm not going to give you the multiple choice it was a football question in the very first european cup final henrik larsen um real madrid beat a team from which french city oh ask me the question again in the very first ever european cup final Real Madrid beat a team from yeah. which French city? Well, I'm going to guess it's not Paris because that seems a little obvious. Um, I, I also don't know too many French <laughs> cities. <laughs> All right, name another French city. There's, you can have a point if you can name another. Lyon. Well, you, you managed to name another one, but no, the answer is Reims. Really? Yeah. I think they were called RC Reams, Racing Club Reams. Obviously, that, that success didn't last for them. No, it didn't. Um, so, what, did Reams win or did Real Madrid win? Real Madrid won. Oh. I, uh, I, would have, I like to think I would have backed Reams. I think they won the first three, maybe the first four. Real Madrid. Anywho, we're not here to talk about Real Madrid. We're here to talk about a better team than Real or Real yeah. Madrid. Take your pick. Um, there's two shovels, take your pick. We're here to talk about Stockport County. And which top three are you and Sam discussing tonight? The top three goals. Now, it's um, it's a topic that, like um, iconic moments uh, and like strikers, there are so many different layers to this. Is it the technique? Is it... There's so much to go at. Is it a team goal? Is it a fluky strike? Is it... You just... There is so much to go at, uh, which is why I quite enjoy the fact that, that we just buckle down and say, OK, um, let's try and hash it out. And we, we both name our kind of top 10, if you like, uh, goals that made us stand up or goals that made us do this and that. And of course, there's some crossover. But um, the best thing is, like we always do, we put it out on Twitter a few days before. Hey, we're going to be speaking about this. What was your favourite? And naturally, 100 suggestions that neither of us had even thought of come through. So um, it's a good chat. It's a great way to reminisce. And the best thing about it is I think I think every goal that we mention is available for viewing pleasure on that there YouTube. So if you are a county fan and you are sitting having a drink on a on a, a whatever day it is today, Thursday, <laughs> Saturday or something, um, if you're sitting there having a drink, listening to Stockport County, Two fans talking about these goals, this goal, that goal, Danny Lloyd doing this and Kevin Francis doing that. Why not pull yourself up on YouTube, get all these ideas put to you and just get back and bloody watch them? Because for me, it's, oh, it, was, it was a great chat. Yeah, I suppose goals are one of those things. It's a bit like, um, you know, a song or an album that, you know, if you ask me tomorrow, I'll say something different or something else will will come into my head or, you know, a particular, you know, memory will, will suddenly be, you know, some somebody, something says yeah. will, will uh, provoke a certain memory. So, yeah, I bet when you, even when you were doing it, you were thinking of other goals as it was going on. 
I, I was conscious that time was running on, but it, you just wanted to say, oh, before we move on from this era, just remember that one as well. And do you remember, you know, do you, do you remember Kevin Francis doing this? Do you remember? And then there was ones that like um, that we'd seen in the suggestions in the build up where it was, I'd not even seen that before or I'd forgotten about that one. And now I feel like I have to get it in there. And, you know, there was a debate, you know, the iconic Ian Dowie goal, uh, the own goal. Can it be? included because it's an own goal but it's an iconic goal but we didn't score it and it's just yeah I mean listen it's 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 not a science it's an art so you know one man's Monet is another man's Picasso but um, maybe someone will agree with us well yeah and you don't you don't want too much agreement you know everybody who likes to have their own favorites and as you say you know that th- there's lots there t- to watch and you if you make somebody change their mind even better is that a saying? One man's money is another man's potato. I made it up. I, like, I like to think I can sound a bit cultured if someone sticks twenty p in us. But um, you've done you've done that just to try and sound intelligent. And you know, fair play to you, it's worked. Yeah, one man's Beethoven is another man's um, another film with a dog in it. <laughs> Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Anyway, enough of this frivolity. Let's uh, listen to Chris and Sam discussing Stockport County's best three goals. Good evening, Chris. How are we doing? Yeah, good. I've, uh, I've we just said off air. I'm, I'm taking a risk tonight. I'm going unprofessional and bringing a beer on with me. It's, it gets to a point, Chris, where I think there's nothing else to do, is there? It's passes passes the time. Put it that way. It does, and it goes down quite nicely as well. It's a posh one, so um, if the conversation goes downhill. Uh, kind of 20 minutes in, that that's why. Um, we're, we're talking top three goals tonight. And if we thought last week was hard, uh, it's just gone up a notch. Yeah, I mean, we could have made it easy for ourselves, couldn't we, and done done one category for the, the best technical goals and one for the best moments. But no, we, um, we've thrown ourselves right in at the deep end and we're going to try and muddle through the top three county goals of all time, regardless you know, of ability, moment, occasion, whatever you want to, however, however you want to spin it, that's what we're, we're going to do. Do you know what I liked about last week? Do you know what I liked about last week? We we put the podcast out, and um, some of the replies on Twitter, uh, I enjoyed keeping an eye on them. And one of the one of the replies said, um, "Great podcast, really good, uh, great reliving those moments." but I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you on all three accounts and gave us three other completely different moments. And I, I sit there and I thought, I can't argue with you. They're three excellent moments. Yeah, it's um, moments is a tough one. Isn't it? I think we knew taking that on was going to be a, a tough one. I, I don't think anyone, you know, goals, you can debate them and and someone might have a better argument because one will always be technically better than another one. But with moments... It, they all mean different, different things to different people. I mean, we were saying when we spoke to, to Dan Powell, the county cameraman, who named three Dan. moments from <laughs> Dark Fruit is Dan, who named uh, three moments from all from non-league. And, uh, but they were moments that, you know, him going to the games, him filming county, um, they were what he resonated most with. So you can't tell anyone that a particular moment isn't the best moment for them. Um, but let's try and... Let's try and narrow it down a little bit with the goals. So we're talking goals tonight. We've we've tried to get there. We put a little teaser out on Twitter this morning, and um, as you would expect, a hundred different suggestions came in, all from different eras. You've you've got Andy Kilner against Torquay. Uh, you've got Frank Mulhern against Dover. You know, there's a good thirty years, I think maybe even more in between those um, in between those two goals. So uh, plenty to go on there. You've got games uh, against Leamington and you've got games against Manchester City. You've got games at Wembley and you've got games at North Ferriby. Uh, it's just, it's such a broad church. We're, we're going to get the ball rolling though. Um, we were trying to have a conversation on uh, off air tr- to, to try and whittle this top three down. Where do we start? Well, working our way up, as we always do, Chris, I think we're going to dive in straight with number three and, and one that I know has been mentioned quite a bit on, on Twitter as well. Um, Tom Bennett versus Port Vale. 
um, Boxing Day 1996, I believe, maybe 1997. You might be able to help me on that one. But um, just a, yeah, 96, just just a brilliant team goal. Um, it's on YouTube. We'll, we'll put it out with the podcast. Get get a look at it and just to, I don't know what your memories are of it, Chris, but just a sweeping move involving pretty much the whole team from, from right to left at Edgley Park and swept home by Bennett. It's it's a, it's a wonderful goal, but also you could include it in those moments because it's a, it's a really kind of romantic time. When you look back at Stockport County in the 90s, certainly the mid-90s, that was when they were clicking into gear, you know. Uh, the, the cup run was happening, the promotion was happening, the Dave Jones effect was happening, the, the players that, that went on to be icons were, were, were make, you know, they were carving their names in, in the history books during that time. And the fact that it was on Boxing Day, you just have an all-round feel of... Um, of romanticising it. Now, the specific goal, I remember uh, I, I so clearly. I mean, obviously, I've watched it back ahead of ahead of our conversation, but the thing that I find striking was it begins with Mike Flynn um, and the commentator goes, it's a little lacklustre, but then he realises that he's building up into something and he's, do you know what? It was, it was simply perfect from beginning to end. Uh, and it was because... The path was paved years later by the great teams, the Barcelonas, the Argentinas, doing these amazing ticky-tacky passing, passing, you know, death by a thousand passes. But that particular goal was County's version of that. It was it was the ball to Kevin Cooper, who then, I mean, the, the pass that he laid off for Armstrong, who just touched it into Bennett. It was just exquisite. And the finish to get on the inside of the post, what a goal. Yeah, it's just, you know, we both watched it back and, it's funny that you mentioned the commentator, the, obviously the great Richard Harnwell that, that commentated yeah. on quite a lot of county games in the 90s. And you almost hear him, I, I don't know how to describe it, when that, when the ball comes in from Armstrong into the centre circle and it's back-heeled before being swept across to the left, he just, the tone is almost, yeah, this is what this is what this team's capable of. And um, he just, I think he just ends up applauding, he, you know, live on, on air. Um, yeah. But it's just a sweeping team move, wasn't it? And um, I think we've we've had a conversation, haven't we, about possibly breaking down this top three into maybe one goal, which is more the moment than the technical ability, one goal, which is maybe both, and one which is just the full-on technical ability, the tiki-taki passing, um, just the attractiveness of the goal. And that Tom Bennett strike is definitely that. I always feel Richard's commentary on it it puts you right back in the moment as well because so many of those iconic videos have got his commentary over them. And it's, I've said it on Twitter before, his commentary is almost as, as iconic as the action itself. But um, yeah, the, the, the goal, the, the build-up play, the, the feel that it's Boxing Day, it's feel-good atmosphere, the club's on the up. Um, I feel like it has to go in there. But for moves, for, for passing the ball around the pitch, there was a lot of competition for that spot. But, but I think that one... Given that it was capped off by Tom Bennett, who, for me, I mean, he'll—he's always in the top eleven discussion, isn't he? But he's often run really close for a place by so many players, such as Tony Dinning, such as Chris Marsden, uh, and then obviously Tom went on to break his leg and horrible luck with injuries. So I'm really glad that he got in there. It got me thinking watching it back when you say what this team's capable of. I was speaking to Sean Connolly on the Legend series the other week, and he was saying, you know, we just missed out on the playoffs to the Prem. And they believes that had we got into the Prem, we may have, you know, may have been able to just, I don't know, just do something. And you look at performances like that and you think, maybe they could. Yeah, it's it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because you you do, you can tend to look back at, at times like that and, as you've said, romanticise it and maybe overhype it. But I think one thing that, that all these YouTube streams have, have shown us in recent weeks during lockdown is, we were that good, you know. Everton, we played the FA Cup holders at the time, um, played them off Goodison Park at times. QPR, a top six, top seven Premier League side at the time, should have won the game. Um, sorry, should have won the game by more than the two-one scoreline on the day. Um, we were. It's not just a case of, of overhyping it and looking back too fondly. We were good. We were, we were that good. Um, just on the subject of Bennett versus Port Vale. And obviously that's that's going to enter in our number three slot. We did going to have a bit of a roll call 
if you don't mind, Chris, because we um we did did get quite a lot of shouts on Twitter for these top three goals. So we've um just looking back at those nineties and, and even earlier, um some great shouts have come in. So um obviously when this goes out on Tuesday night as well, have a listen and and keep keep giving us your, your recommendations. We've got Terry Park versus Manchester United, um August nineteen seventy eight. Bob Colville versus York City, November 1988. Kevin Francis versus Wrexham. This this one, Chris, I've done a few. What a goal. What a goal. I've, I've, I've just seen this myself on YouTube. Um, for anyone that's not seen it or doesn't remember it, um, there's a, a top top striker series on Kevin Francis on YouTube. And this goal is about 15, 20 seconds into the clip. Um, but for those that do remember it, you know, I'm not going to do it much much more good than, than you already remember. But what a finish. Um, Andy Priest versus QPR, as we know. Ian Helliwell, again, as we know, versus Everton with that diving header. So quite a, a selection there from, from the 90s and even earlier of cracking goals. Now, we move on. Um, you're absolutely right, by the way. All, all those goals all could have been within, for within a shout. The fact, you know, we, we spoke off air, the fact that um, Ian Halliwell was spoke about last week against Everton, and the, the fact that that moment was was really well covered. The fact that Priest's goal uh, has had a lot of airtime, given you know, given that he scored um, in the live stream the other day, and then we had the interview with Priest, and we spoke about it last week. I didn't want to put that in there uh, as well, and seem like we were going overall ground. Although, of course, it should be within the conversation. Um, one other goal that we're we're not going to include tonight. Um, it's a Tony Dinning penalty, despite it being iconic, despite it being legendary, for all the reasons that we said last week. Um, sorry, Tony, it's had its five minutes. We've got to speak. We, we've got to. We've, there's so many moments, so many goals against Manchester City. Why would we not um, bring some of bring some of the other ones up? Yeah, it's just those games with Manchester City and and the kind of the very countyish um, hold that we had over them. Um, it's no. It's no, it's no kind of um, underestimation to say that we could do a top three goals just against Manchester City, um, and there'd be quite a few in the conversation. Paul Cook, um, obviously the the screamer that we know in the three one win, the Tony Dinning penalty for different reasons, um, and then one Chris that I think we are going to include in in this top three. Yeah, um, we spoke last week about Tony Dinning getting his own version of um, of a classic uh, when Blue Moon was was reworded by the county faithful to include lyrics regarding Tony Dinning. Well, he didn't quite get a City classic named after him, but who put the ball in City's net was only going to be donated to John Hardiker because he, I mean, what a breathless, what a breathless game. Um, and I was, do you know what I was doing? Do you know, do you know what was just as enjoyable as watching the goals back? Was I found all the old the old match reports online in the various newspapers, you know, on the BBC and the Guardian, all, all the, the the big kind of outlets. And um, you read it back and the fact that, you know, I've, I've got one up in front of me now here, the, the Guardian, a City victory would have taken Kevin Keegan's team to within a game of promotion, but a match which saw Sean Gota sent off uh, ended <laughs> this season ended in embarrassment when already relegated Stockport sixty six points behind them. Just say that to yourself: sixty six points behind them, and County claim the win. It's just just one of those again, just a, a real County moment. And how many times have we all watched the highlights back on YouTube? But I mean, we're gonna we're gonna go with a John Hardy her um, late winner, but. The first goal, Chris, his first his first goal, the equaliser. How well taken is that? I mean, the the looping header into the far corner. I mean, this is a guy that you know. It's no disrespect to him, but he, he came at his time at County. He was he was good. You know, he was, right. he was a good. He was all right. Yeah, he was. He wasn't going to be anyone. No disrespect that would be in the Hall of Fame or would be a legendary player that you look back on. But it's strange how football works, isn't it? And he's going to be someone now. That anytime his name gets mentioned, he's synonymous with with Stockport County and with that moment. And um, I mean, how's he even popping up there with, with two goals in, in the last five five minutes? <laughs> he, you know, isn't he right back? What, what's what's going on? But um, yeah, just just the moment of it and the fans running on the pitch and Les Battersby sat with his with his head <laughs> in his hands. Just a, a real county ish moment, as we say. 
I mean, you call it a soap opera, and then and then you get an icon of the screen <laughs> there with his head in his hands. It really was, it really was brilliant. But I mean, this is you talk about the magic of County. You talk about the magic of the whole over Man City. I'll tell you why it it gave me the magic because we speak about romanticizing the game before. I know that I won't be the only person uh, who listens to this podcast or who who is within the county ecosystem who went to a school based in Stockport. Funnily enough, it, it was Stockport School. And I was surrounded by United and City fans. And, you know, it comes to PE or it comes to playing footy with your mates after school or whatever. And you're the guy in a county shirt and, you know, you get a little bit of stick for it and, you know, you get a few pokes and, you you know, you, you get used to it. But then when something like this happens, this isn't a United City thing where, you know, okay, City might be United and it's it's seen as an upset, but in a few months they're going to replay that game. This doesn't come around all that often. So when County beat City, we might not play them again for 10 years. The fact that we got, I can go to all my friends at school. Did you see the game last night? Yeah. it's Again, it's just County had that, that hole, didn't they? And you know, we know City got a win here and there, but let's make no bones about it. It clearly still grates um, on City to this day. And uh, you can tell why it's something that's so fondly looked back on by County. But um, yeah, the, the John Hardiker winner will be forever replayed on YouTube across homes in Stockport for years to come, I'm sure. Yeah, um, nothing wrong with having a bogey team. We, of course... Won't mention too much about Brackley, but <laughs> oh no, but we'd been, I thought we'd done away with them, Chris. Um, I'm more than happy to be a thorn in the side of Manchester City, and I hope you know, uh, long may it continue. Uh, if they ever get back into the Champions League, if they ever win the Champions League, they will always know, um, that it just so happens that they couldn't beat Stockport County and John Hardiker popped up, uh, and 66 points separating the now, two. Now, quite a lot quicker than usual we've, we've got to the number one spot so I think rather than just steamrolling ahead uh, and going straight into it because that makes it that makes it sound like it was an easy decision and it was anything but so I think we should take a few minutes now a good 15-20 minutes I think just to pick over some of the other goals that were involved in the conversation because like you said at, at the top of the show there's different reasons um, what, I mean just define the word best you know, a great goal, I've mentioned it a few times, is Niall Bells for me against Leamington. Now, you look back at it on YouTube and, you know, it's a good finish. It's all right. It's against Leamington. You know, give me a break. But at the same time, when you were in the moment and County needed a goal, and believe me, Niall Bell needed a goal, and he just rockets into that top corner. And then we, obviously, we we go down into the media room afterwards and he's walking like he's just won the lottery, uh, you know, and he's just married Jennifer Aniston. He's he's absolutely on top of the world. He's walking around and that's what a goal can do for you. So for me, that's got to be in the conversation. Yeah, and again, we know there'll be there'll be shouts within this top three um, that don't, like we say, they're not going to make it, but I'm sure there's shouts that people will be listening and go, what, what are you talking about? How can that be in there? But... Again, it's you can talk best as in the technical ability. I mean, Danny Lloyd against Brackley in the FA Trophy, the moment, the occasion, it's nowhere near even the top 100. You know, an FA Trophy third or fourth round tie against Brackley, but the ability of it, um, Frank Mulhern in a 1-0 win at Dover, the actual goal, one of the best of, of county's history, you know, to take it down and volley it in over the keeper from at least 45 yards. But again, the occasion, Dover Athletic away in, in October, in the National League, it's not going to make it. Um, I've got to mention one of my all-time favourite county goals, Chris, and it's one we've actually not spoken about yet, so might come a bit out of left field, but um, again, it is one that's out there on YouTube for people listening, um, and one that we'll be able to put out, but Chris Williams versus Brentford, 2003-04. I don't know if you remember it, but he took it down just inside the Brentford half and ran at goal and curled it into the bottom corner. Just one of my favourite. I mean, I was still quite young at the time so um, just watching that goal back over and over again and just trying you know getting out on the playground in, in my county shirt and trying to emulate it um, I know people will remember that one but yeah just so many that you can include or you can include in the conversation and people will always have their own ideas as well with ones that, you, that we don't even remember 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's impossible to remember all of them. <laughs> but um, a bit, I, I can't take anything away from that one. But to to bring up Frank, you, you spoke him. You, you know, you spoke about him just just a moment ago. Now, Frank, I think maybe we did him a little bit of a disservice, given that he his name didn't crop up in the best strikers conversation, because. You know, you, you're putting him up against the likes of Kevin Francis and Alan Armstrong and Luke Beckett, and you think, you know, of course Frank Mulhern should. But then, well, we won a league title with him spearing the line. Um, he didn't. Okay, quite often he found himself out muscled or maybe not quite able to keep up the way some of the other players did. But when you look at some of his catalogue, if you like, when you look at some of the goals that he scored, I mean, he. He inspired. Think of all the kids that were coming through the gates to watch County uh, in the last couple of seasons where Frank's been here. And you see some of the goals, like the Dover goal and like the goal I'm going to speak about now, the Altrincham goal on Boxing Day. Yeah. Where he's just got that. Now, I said to you off air a moment ago, my second favourite goal of all time behind the one that's going to eventually win this podcast, uh, prestige podcast award. My second favourite goal of all time is the Den- is that Dennis Bergkamp goal. Utterly iconic. Still to this day, don't know how he did it. Um, and I think Frank Mulhern, t- tell me if I'm out of line, tell me if I'm out of line, but for me, Frank Mulhern, the way he touched the ball, the way he brought Paul Turnbull's ball down, the way he just nifted it inside, dinked it over the keeper, it had a touch of the Bergkamps about it. Yeah, the actual, you can see it with a finish, can't you? It's very, you know, you see, you see how many times do you see Thierry Henry bend one inside the, the far post and, um, like you say, the, the Burkamp touch. Um, rightly won goal of the season for County in that title-winning season last year. Um, I think it's fair to say with Frank, he was he was and still is um, a scorer of great goals rather than a great goal scorer. You know, he scored 15 goals in that title win, um, struggled with a step up, still only 22, 23, so plenty of time left, scored a few cracking goals for Boston in his loan spell before the season came to an end. Um, so, yeah, ju- just quite a lot of great goals that Frank scored in his time. And we know it's all relative. Um, and we know that Terry Park scoring against Manchester United isn't on the same level as Frank Mulhern scoring a cracking goal against Dover or Altrincham or, you know, whoever else it may be. Um, but again, it's the technical ability and it's, let's not forget, it's in a successful team as well, like you said, Chris. It's in a team that won the title. It's not in a Division 6 team that's just um, scrounging around in, in 17th and 18th place. It's a team that's winning things and winning games. Um, different kinds of goals for Frank as well. You know, the goal at, at Harrogate and the FA Trophy where he's taking it oh. past the keeper, taking it back past the keeper, taking it past two players on the line and then stuck it in. You know, they're, they're good defenders in a good National League team that he's put on the floor. The team that's currently second yeah. in the in the National League. Um, so yeah, definitely one for Frank where and there has he to has be been a scorer of great goals for County. There has there has to be an argument as well, uh, and I know that maybe this is one for another day. But when you speak about goals against Manchester United in the seventies and QPR in the early nineties, and you know whoever in the eighties and whatever else, you have to say that this, the general athletic level of players is better now, much better, and that yeah, will have I gone mean, down it, through the division. So it's it is really really hard to compare. Yeah, it is hard to compare. Obviously, athletically, the, the players will be better now, but you know, you've know you got to temper that with we're at a much lower level yeah. than, than the players back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s were. Um, I want to go, so go, go, go from the sublime technical ability to the other end of the spectrum. So I'm going to throw one more shout in for the, for the modern age, if you like, for the last couple of years, uh, and then go to the complete other end of the spectrum. One for technical ability, from a set piece, this one, Matty Warburton against Yeovil. Yeah, it's funny, actually, Chris. He's, we both know we spoke to Matty after the game um, and he said he shanked it. You know, He said it was a free kick that he, he didn't mean to put in that position, but it's bent into the inside post. And given the occasion, you know, now this season and um, I'm sure next season, depending on what happens, ourselves and Yeovil will be batting it out in the same league we have done for years prior and for many years we were above the oval in the in the league positions but at the time you know there was two divisions separating us it was a it was seen as a big cup upset um and for Warburton to bend that in in the rain at Hewish Park it was another cracking goal actually funnily enough it reminded me of a 
a free kick which has been mentioned by a few fans on Twitter, which is the Jim Goodwin Roberto oh. Carlos esque at Northampton, <laughs> where he's um that he really has bent it inside the inside the near post. Um I mean the whip on the ball and the movement just unreal. Um another one that's on YouTube finding quite a lot, Chris, in in this quarantine period where you can go back through YouTube and you find goals from counties past that you don't remember or you know, you're not sure that they're gonna be on YouTube and you go dig in and there they are. Um so we've got Chris um sorry Chris, so we've got Jim Godwin versus Northampton, the free kick that we've mentioned. Um another shout we had for Adam Proudlock versus Wickham in two thousand and eight. Yes. Yeah. Just inside the Wickham half. So complete his hat trick, I think it was, in a six nil win. Yeah, um, I remember it. Yeah, and then funnily enough, it, a quite similar shout in terms of the style of goal um, from Dan Powell again. Phil Jevons versus Solly Hull in 2015, where the keepers shanked a clearance out to the halfway line. Um, it's been knocked back in Woods, and, and Jevons has lofted it over the keeper. Um, what a striker Jevons was for us, by the way. Yeah, I mean, he was a real diamond in a. I think it's fair to say a rough time period for the club, wasn't he? Uh, he was he was exceptional. There are so many little examples of him. Mean, Phil Jevons when he got that hat trick, when there was the video on on online at the time. I think um, Pure Radio it was at the time put it out um, of John Kieran going absolutely wild because yeah. he got the hat trick. Uh, that's what that's what goals can do to you. Yeah, it was actually it was Geisley at Edgley Park, and we were, you know speaking of Geisley, another. At the time, a bogey team really struggled against him. And I think they had, at one point, I think they had Ollie Johnson, the ex-county player, just running rings around us. Um, that particular game, 3-1 down at Edgley Park. Jevons gets his second with a cracking volley, um, 85th, 86th minute. And then in the last minute, we get a penalty. Jevons sticks it away at the chief line, gets his hat-trick. And all it is, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's a point at home against Geisley. But it just sent John wild. You know, it was the last-minute goal, it was the hat trick. It was that we were getting a point from three one down. But you know, while we're talking about top three games and top three moments and top three goals, a three all draw with Geisley is never going to even make the conversation. But again, it's just another indication of how a completely random one off game can make someone else's top moments, or you know, can send them wild um, as compared to someone else. So it'll always be a. Um, a contentious subject and, and that's another one that you've rightly thrown in there I'm going to say my last two shouts before we get into the home stretch um, a very brief mention for the Sean Connolly header against Port Vale, we spoke about it the other week I was in the Cheadle end behind the goal when it happened could not believe what I was seeing have you, have you had a chance to see it yet? On, I haven't, on I haven't and it's it's one that you know, it escapes my memory I am I'm one of those. I'm going yeah. to dig it out and I'm going to post it because a what the hell is a right back even attempting? What is any player attempting a header like that? Now you remember the Robin van Persie goal in the World Cup, where yeah, the, um, the diving where, um, header, yeah, the, the unbelievable header, one of the best goals I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's for me, for me personally, it's it's of the same caliber because van Persie is probably the best striker in the world, one of the best strikers in the world at that time. You know, gets on the end of a daily blend, long ball, cross, call it what you like. But Sean Connolly is a running back at Stockport County who scored, I think, four goals in 10 years <laughs> before that. And he's, he's somehow, I mean, let, I'll put it out, but you've got to see it. You've got, it's unbelievable. He's got no right to even think about it, let alone stick it in the back of the net. But from the sublime header, from the wonderful technique of Matty Warburton, Frank Mulhern uh, and others, to the utterly ridiculous, we can't talk about the most iconic Stockport County goals without mentioning Mr Dowie. <laughs> of course, yeah. I think we had a, an anniversary recently, Chris. I think um, 20, what was it? What, what would it have been, 20 years, 25 years, something like that? Um, but yeah, just... Uh, just a, and again, an iconic county moment. Um, just one you can never get, you know, you can never tr- stray too far away from on YouTube when you're digging through the county archives. And, you know, aside from county, one that it it makes a mainstream news, doesn't it? Ma- mainstream media, you know, you see, I think I saw something on um, one of the 
sport Twitter pages recently. You know, the, we've all seen in the pages where a, a, a post will go viral or a goal will go viral or whatever it may be. I think there was actually an article on there recently interviewing Ian Dowie about it and, and how it happened and, and what he was thinking. Um, and for that to happen, you know, 25, 26 years later, just shows how iconic it was, not just for County, but in the world of football as well. Do you know a fun story? My my dad, who obviously took me to the games at, at that time, was working at the club that night. Um, so he left me with one of his friends um, who was working as a steward. Uh, and I was behind where Mike Flynn was when he took the throw-in, um, when that went in. When when all that unravelled, when all that whole passage of play unfolded, you know the 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 Flynnny throw in, then it coming back out, Flynnny heading it back in, and then Ian Dowie. I mean, what what the hell is he thinking? It's, it's an unbelievable finish, but I mean, in completely the wrong goal. I tell you what's hilarious, Chris, and again another one. You know we have to keep saying this, given that it's a top three goal. We need people to go and remind themselves and illustrate it for themselves as well, but. What's hilarious on this one, Chris, is the Sky Sports commentary team. Because it's a big League Cup game and, you know, we're, we're playing West Ham. It's a big game. County are on that incredible cup run. It's the Sky Sports punditry team of Andy Gray. Um, and I think it was Ian Dark, the commentator, trying to analyse what had happened and trying to put a professional Sky Sports <laughs> spin on it. And you've got Andy Gray describing what's happened. We've all, we can all see what's happened, mate. <laughs> you know, a, a national defender, a, a player that's known all over the, the country, has just planted a header into his own bottom corner. There's no, no overanalyzing it, or no, you know, there'll be no Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher with the, the whiteboards and the pens and and the big screens and whatever. He's just planted his header into the into the near post, and County have gone two 0 uh, two 0 up in the game. The only person that needed it explaining to him was Ian Dowie himself, and uh, I don't <laughs> think he was watching telly at the time. Um, okay, so. We go into the final stretch. Now, the final stretch was of a certain time period uh, of three games. I think it's fair to say there was three games in particular that all had iconic goals in, um, and we could have picked any one of them. Um, We've gone for that goal. Yeah, I think even just you saying that, Chris, I, I think people will know which goal we're going to talk about, which says it all in itself, you know, for both an iconic goal in county's history but also the technical ability you know we mentioned it earlier on we've tried to go for both elements of this for the the moment side of things and the occasion and the atmosphere and what it meant and we've tried to go for the technical ability and i think we've both found a number one here which actually combines the two and it's a great technical goal but it's also a great goal in terms of county's history and i think i'll let you do the honors on this one chris so let me paint a scene as the smoke alarm goes off in my house. I'm sure you can hear that. There's nothing to worry about. So it's all fine. It's all fine. I thought lockdown um, was over for a minute there. Sound the alarms. <laughs> no, I think we're okay. Um, let me paint the picture for you. So at the time, I was in university in Leeds, um, and I couldn't afford to go down to Wickham. Um that, that was how it was as a student. So I went to the student pub at the end of my road that was completely empty. There were two people who were both staff in the pub and they were sitting on the end of the bar um, chatting to themselves and they were the only people in the pub. Now, I'd been playing football that day. I had my county shirt on. I went in there and I was so sweaty and horrible. I just asked for a pint of water and if they would put County versus Wickham uh, in the playoff semi-final leg one, it, would you just stick it on the telly? It's only me in here. So they did. So I'm sitting there quietly minding my business watching this game unravel and I remember the two of them jumping out of their skin when I exploded because Stephen Gleeson finished the best goal I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's funny how, again, everyone have a story with it. I actually couldn't make the game either. I was a, a student at the time and um, watching it from home. And my, I remember my uh, my dad was in, the, was in the armory with a load of county fans watching it on the screens in there. And we... I got on the phone to him and I'm, and I'm screaming, have you, have you seen this goal? And he's so what, what are you talking about? And about five, ten seconds later, as I'm on the phone, I just <laughs> the other end, I just hear this pub again, just explode, you know, the cheering, the county fans. And the delay on the, the stream, I guess, has, has probably um, done the dad a kipper there where I'm, I'm spoiling 
one of the best <laughs> goals in county's history. But again, it's it, you know it's the technical ability of it, but it's also the moment. It was the county fans rushing onto the pitch, and you know they weren't just running onto the pitch because because of the occasion and that it's a playoff semi final. It's that we've had years of of pain and years of misery and years of relegation and just you know since there was that success of the nineties, we we had a lot of a lot of downtimes and a lot of like I say, relegation or fighting relegation or, you know, being 66 point, points behind Manchester City in, in 2002. Um, it was just a, it was just an outpour of just all those years just, just coming out in one moment and, you know, for, for Stephen Gleeson to, to crash home the volley like he did against a, a good team, a good goalkeeper, Frankie Fielding at the time, played for England under-21s. Um, the movement on the volley, the, the way he set himself, but, I think when you tie it all together, the, the technical ability then going on to him, rush, rushing over to the county fans in that that caramel gold shirt with his arms pointing towards the county fans and the fact that it was him, you know, a loanee that, that he, he understood the club so much and he had three successful loan spells at the club and the fans were always so on board with him. The fact that it was him and he was rushing over with his arms in the air and just the whole thing, the whole situation, Chris, I think that's that's got to go in at number one for us. Oh, it was something else. I do you know what I, I I was fearful in the game. If I, if I'm honest, Wickham, big, physical, powerful team. It it at some spells it looked dare I say like men against boys. They were very very clearly there to rough us up. And then you know, um, I don't know if you heard the news later on, but um, a very grumpy man said that that goal didn't you know that 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 goal didn't change anything. It, it didn't mean anything. So, um. Ultimately, it did. Ultimately, it paved the way um, for an unbelievable second leg. Liam Dickinson getting a goal that, again, should and could have been in this conversation um, because of the intensity of him having to sprint the whole forty-five, the, the whole uh, of Wickham's half to get in there and score the goal that, that meant County sealed the deal and got to Wembley. And then, of course, any of the goals at Wembley we could have put in there. But I think the Gleeson one uh, is the best of the bunch, isn't it? It's like I say, it's the best in terms of the ability. You know, he set himself, the ball's dropped. There's a bit of head tennis going on earlier, and he's just allowed himself to stay composed. The ball's come in, smash a volley, and it's swerved past fielding. Yeah, it's just got to be up there, Chris. I think that's like I say, there'll always be people that that will have different top threes, different number ones. Um, but what's interesting is that Stephen Gleeson goal has, has made the top three in almost all of the the tweets that we've got and the Instagram messages that we've got, um, you know, advertising this podcast. It's, I think it just resonates with, with County fans of all generations because it was regardless of what you'd seen before, whether you'd seen the nineties and, and you were waiting for more success or whether you hadn't seen the nineties and you were waiting for your first glimpse of success as a County fan. It, I think it resonated with all County fans of all ages. So top three goals then to wrap up, we're going for Tom Bennett. Tom Bennett in third, yes. The unbelievable moment. The John Hardiker, uh, unbelievable scenes. And the Stephen Gleeson, unbelievable scenes and unbelievable technical ability. Yeah, I think between us there, Chris, I think I'm pretty confident with, the, with that top three. I think it'd stand up against any debate that you could have in the pubs eventually and wherever else. Um, in terms of the top three county goals, I think that one would go a long way in terms of a top three. Um, like I say, I think we've got, I think we've got everything in there. We've got the the moments with the Hardiker. We've got the ability with the Tom Bennett and the fact that it was such a good team goal. And we've got both with the Stephen Gleeson goal, which ultimately also propelled us to our first ever Wembley win. So, yeah, I think between us, we've we've done all right there, Chris. So we've nailed that. Now, usually this is the point of the show where we say. This is what's coming up next week, but we've not planned that far ahead. I was thinking top three kits. Oh, I think that's actually a very good one, Chris, because <laughs> we've seen we've seen county fans recently. Um, you know, I've done it myself. We've this time has given us all this time in, in lockdown has given us all a bit of time to do a bit of digging and cleaning out and spring cleaning and whatever else you want to call it. We've all been digging out our old county shirts and you know exchanging stories and oh look at this one I've got from this era. And this one brings back these memories. So um, I think that's a good shout, Chris. And for any listeners, I'd say in, ant- in anticipation of that, get on Twitter, get your, get your pictures on there of your old kits 
get any stories that you've got about them, get any memories that they bring back, let us know. And tell us what goals we missed off as well, because it gives us some great YouTube viewing times. Sam, it's been a pleasure as ever. Uh, what are you doing the rest of the evening? I think, as we said last week, Chris, I think it's going to be a, a Netflix evening. I think do a bit more digging for something to find. I think Ricky Trace has uploaded his new series of, um, of Afterlife, yeah. so I think I'll give that the once over. Um, well, my beer went down so well, I'm going to go and have four or five more. Uh, it's, been, it's been a pleasure. As always, I'll see you next week. See you next week, Chris. Cheers. So plenty plenty of lively debate there, Chris. Can I uh, can I just point out that you're a little unprofessional at times? Why was why was that? Yeah, um, I t- it's nice that beer. It's um, it's Lefe. Uh, Lefe is that you say it? Lefe, Lefer, and um, yeah, I, I was one of those where I, I had a couple of bottles kicking in the fridge, um, and a, a very kind donation from Ron Shaw a while ago. Um, he uh, he donated um, he donated uh, a, a few beers to to myself and John with a couple of like the fancy glasses. So I had it in the you know in the way it should be enjoyed. And uh, yeah, when you have a couple of those, that they're, they're not weak. And um, so, but it's fine. It's fine. We're all friends, aren't we? It's all right. Yeah, and I don't think under the uh, current circumstances that anyone would blame you having a uh, you know having a little cheeky lefe. <laughs> well, uh, I felt a little ropey the day after, but I'm not sure it was the Lefe or, or the bottle and half of wine that, that followed them. But uh, I, I, I was a little rusty the day after. And what's your um, your chat with Sam next week going to be about? Well, we we touched on it at the end there. The top three kits. Now I'm looking forward to this one because we can go a little left field with this. Um, again, it's an opinion piece. So one man's um, Picasso will be one man's Van Gogh, um, <laughs> but <laughs> one man's Beethoven will be well, one man's Beethoven too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Escape from the pound or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting fact um, about the Beethoven well, films: they were filmed back to back as a pair with all the same actors, same crew, and everything. Did you know that? Really? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I don't. Oh, lost you there. Um, but, you know, that's for the dog podcast. Um, I I can also say that dogs can't stand back-to-back. <laughs> it's scientifically proven. Yeah. But um, we'll save that for the dog podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so kits, I think kits will be good, you know. Um, I'm looking forward to getting into all that about the gold kit. Um, that, that inspired the promotion season, the funky kits from the late 80s, early 90s, the, everything in between, the, the manufacturers from the Adidas days, the Nike days. You know, you've got Nike, the biggest uh, sports manufacturer in the world, but was it the best kit? Probably not. Uh, the Sandrigan kits, the Gola kits, the Super League kits, everything in between. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I've never done a fashion podcast before either, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to delving into that one. Well, from a fashion point of view, I don't think, apart from during the day, in the evening, I've never seen you with a sh- some item of clothing on. Uh, well, I have seen you with some item of clothing on lots of times, <laughs> but I've never seen you in the evening without some form of Stockport County attire on. So there's yeah. your fashion. <laughs> At some at some point, people are going to start telling me it's a bit weird that I'm a grown man who walks around in his Stockport County pajamas. But it's fine. Uh, it certainly serves a purpose for next week's podcast. It's interesting. When I was at uni, um, I couldn't get in the main uni football team, so there was like a a big bunch of lads who like wanted to play football but not take it too seriously. And there was a bit of um, like a circuit at other unis and stuff. So you know, you didn't. It was like kind of given that you didn't train, but you turned up and it was just, it was like an alternative kind of football scene, but you still had 11 aside matches. And funnily enough, our team was called Real Ale Madrid. But there was a lad who played in it and he was a Stockport County fan. And I remember he always came to training in his shirt. And I don't remember, I think the shirt was blue and white, but I remember the badge was not like the badge is now. It was the badge, the badge was just a cross. So it was in those days. Okay. And that that yeah. that would have been nineteen eighty two, eighty three, something like that. So, 
So yeah, that was wow. when when the badge was different, and um, yeah, I really like that badge. I really really like unfussy badges. I would love it if your friend from uni with the Stockport County shirt on was listening to this podcast. Yeah, I wish he I wish he was around. I know, funny enough, his name was Chris. Um, I can't remember his second name. All I can remember is called Chris. He had really curly hair and really knobbly knees. <laughs> 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 no, it's not me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's I'm a different. Alive in yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, exactly. So there's. I fit the knee description though. I fit the knee description. And Thursday night, we have a legend. Which legend do you have for us? Tony Didding this week. Um, can't wait for it. Um, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Talks talks about it from day one. You know, playing in um, Kevin Keegan's sides at Newcastle going out on loan to Sweden and whatever then coming back and coming down to Stockport County with Alan Armstrong on the train to sign for the club scoring that penalty against uh, Manchester City where he's completely completely just um, got into the heads of, of all the City players around him um, the, the, you know the, the playing in the um, the season of the nine in a row uh, playing with Jim playing under Danny Bagara uh, playing under Dave Jones playing just the stories that this boy's got is unbelievable. And, um, I, yeah, it's, it's a treasure trove, man. I can't, I can't wait for it. An absolute treasure trove. Well, on that note, I think we'll leave it there. Chris, thanks. Cheers, mate.